Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. Our sermon lesson comes from the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah. And here is an example of one that Jesus was talking about when he talks about people treating poorly prophets in the Old Testament. Jeremiah had most certainly a challenging or turbulent ministry, and yet he was able to write these words inspired by the Lord from the Lord. This is Jeremiah chapter 17. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is the word of your God. Three guys walk into an airplane and know this isn't the start of a bad joke. I hope this is maybe a scenario that we can all relate to. Three guys walk into an airplane and the first guy hates flying. So he's got a plan. His plan is that he is going to distract himself during the flight. He downloads his Netflix shows to watch. He brings a book, and even though he's not traveling with a toddler, he, he packs snacks like he is. What he's going to do is distract himself with, with good things, things which he enjoys in case the flight doesn't go so well. But you know what? None of it works. At the first sign of turbulence, a little, little bump, he's completely unable to enjoy his show. The book doesn't do anything for him when they actually hit some real turbulence. And so this first guy ends up having an absolutely miserable flight. The second guy, he hates flying maybe just as much. And he has the same plan, maybe with just a little different take. He is going to distract himself with a pharmaceutically induced sleep. Gets on the plane, and yet, as soon as it starts racing down the runway, his heart starts racing, and he can't sleep. So he, he thinks he's, you know, I'm going to order a little cocktail, help myself out a little bit here, and yet... Do you know, while that helps you fall asleep, it doesn't provide you with quality sleep. And so there again, 
the first bump, he's wide awake, gripping the armrests. And when they start to hit real turbulence, there's no way he's fallen asleep during that. No, he has equally as absolutely miserable a flight. Then there's the third person. Third guy gets on the plane and, of course, just like the other two, he doesn't love experiencing turbulence, but he doesn't mind flying. After all, it gets him from point A to point B, and he, he's developed kind of a talent, kind of a, a, a superpower, because he's able to get on a plane, sit down, relax, and sometimes, even before takeoff, fall asleep and just enjoy the entire trip. Now, he enjoys a wonderful flight through the skies. So which one are you? And let me level with you. I'm, I'm not so much asking because I care about your flying habits. I'm asking because I'd like this little scenario to serve as maybe a metaphor for life. How do you deal with turbulence? How do you deal with the unavoidable ups and downs that, that life throws at you? How do you cope? Maybe even the better question than that is, is not how do you deal with it, but how is it that you get to be like that third person? Not that you just sleep through life, but that you can relax during any turbulence that comes at you during life, that you don't come untangled. You're not a train wreck when you have something that stresses you out, that, that has something happen to your life that, that is difficult, that is challenging. How do you go through life without these dependencies, but with resiliency? How, how do you live with physical, emotional, and over all of that, a spiritual resilience? Jeremiah chapter 17 is where God uncovers the answer for that to us how Jeremiah and, and any Christian can fly through life. And no matter the turbulency, they can live with blessed resiliency. Let me set the context for these verses that, that the prophet Jeremiah wrote down. It would be fair to say that, well, to put it mildly, Jeremiah suffered a little bit of turbulence in his life. He was actually called by God to minister to Israel during a particularly violent flight through their history. The king, for most of his 40-year ministry, was a man by the name of Jehoiakim. And Jehoiakim was described as extremely vain, bloodthirsty, jealous, and a hater of the true God. So, on top of dealing with that, he also, Jeremiah had to deal with the fact that this king wanted to imprison him and did kill other one of his prophets. Over the course of the ministry, we know that Jehoiakim actually took Jeremiah's scroll where he wrote down God's prophets and God's message to his people and not one, but twice got rid of it, once cutting it up and burning it and another time chucking it into the Euphrates River. 
I get frustrated whenever emails don't save. You want to talk about resiliency in life? Imagine that. Imagine on top of that, that when Jeremiah actually goes to to preach and proclaim his message to God's people that because of their stubbornness and their snubbing of God's word, they were actually going to be carried off into captivity by foreign invaders. Imagine if the congregation he spoke to, well, what they did was throw him into some guy's unfinished basement and, and kept him there as a prisoner. And then a new king came along and went and freed Jeremiah and said, hey, Jeremiah, I'll let you out if you just change your prophecies because <laughs> we don't want that to happen. And Jeremiah said, no, I, I can't do that. This, this is what God says is going to happen to you if you continue to ignore his word and what he says. And so the people of Israel just threw him into a muddy pit and they left him there. They left them there until those foreign invaders did actually come and, and carried them off into Babylonian captivity. Now go read Jeremiah. Go read 2 Kings and Lamentations, which Jeremiah wrote. And what it reads is like one of those Jeremiah and the no good, terrible, very bad days. And yet, in the midst of all of that, we see Jeremiah live as a strong tower. We see him live as one bad dude, someone who is a hero of faith on the pages of scripture. Someone who, yes, you know, maybe his nickname, it's the weeping prophet, but yet don't get that nickname confused because you see, that was only before the Lord that he poured out his tears and his fears and his anguish and his grief. No, he never broke down. He never shed a tear before God's people, before kings and before crowds. No, he faked a pack of hungry wolves that wanted to devour him. He faced persecution, incarceration. He faced all sorts of attempts on his life without ever backing down. Furious kings, frantic people, frenzied enemies, and yet in all of it, after every battle, no, Jeremiah stood as more than a conqueror. And why? It's because he understood the key to living with blessed resiliency. He understood the key to that was this. It was ultimately knowing the difference between blessings and curses and, and what it means to be cursed and blessed. I don't know if you caught it. As we, as we read just those four verses, what Jeremiah did was define what it means to be blessed and cursed. And he gave us a very, very vivid illustration of what it looks like applied to our lives. Let's talk about those terms, blessed and cursed. What do those, those mean? Because they're often used, but rarely understood. How would you define what it means to be blessed? Well, here's a popular or a secular maybe formula for what it means to be blessed. That you have any combination of these things. You have happiness. Maybe it's, it's going to the beach. Maybe it's that vacation with your family or, or wherever your happy place is. Maybe it's your warm bed that you have talent, that you're able to get the job or you're able to make the team. 
that you have toys and money and, and the capital to do and have what you want. That you have strength emotionally, physically to do the things that you want. That you have success. And it, and it doesn't have to be grandiose things. Maybe it's just success in the small but very, very important things. Like little Timmy is using the toilet now. Or, or you're able to get that job you've always wanted. Or you're able to not do this or go here or there. That, well, you enjoy your job. That you have fun hobbies that you have good health. Just go on social, and it's pretty clear that hashtag blessed, it's, it's in vogue. And is this what we mean? For a lot of the world, it is. And, and for a second, ask yourself about your prayers. You're praying for God's blessings. Are, are these the things that you're praying for? That you are hashtag blessed. Is this what it means to be blessed? Consider the, the opposite. What does it mean to be cursed? Well, it's just that. It's, it's the opposite, that, that you have some source of sadness in your life, that you're not able to do the things that you really want to do. You don't know if the paycheck is going to cut it. It's you're, you're not sure you're going to be able to accomplish what's on your plate or not, and you're afraid of failure, you've been rejected. And, and maybe it's not experiencing these things yourself. It's, it's watching them be experienced by those you love, and you wonder if, if everyone who comes into contact with me is, is suffering this way because I'm cursed, because my kids are getting sick, because every friend that I make, well, they move. Every relationship that I have, it, it doesn't end well. No, this is a secular understanding of, of what it means to be cursed. And I need to point this out, that this is what I'm presenting to you, a popular or a secular understanding of these terms, because blessed and cursed are really spiritual terms. They're spiritual terms that, well, if you just have a popular or a secular or a not spiritual understanding of them, you're going to get them confused. You're going to think you're blessed when you're really cursed, and you're going to think you're cursed when you're really blessed. So how do we understand them? Well, these spiritual terms are only understood by the Spirit who, who works through his word and who defines for us these very terms in his word in Jeremiah 17. This is what he says. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Note it, the biblical definition, the biblical formula for what it means to be cursed has nothing to do with the turbulence that you experience in life. It has everything to do with turbulence in your heart, a back and forth between trusting in people and trusting in yourself, trusting in yourself, trusting in people, and turning away from God. Here's the formula. It's trust in people plus confidence in self, and you take these factors and you multiply them by the fact that what is being cursed, what's well, really synonymous with 
turning away from the Lord, being disconnected from him. There's really no middle ground on this. Being cursed is not trusting in Christ. Either you do trust in him or you don't. Either you're connected to him or you're not. If you're not, is what the Lord says. No matter how good life might seem, no matter how difficult life might seem, you're cursed. Friends, we need to be able to differentiate between a a secular or popular understanding of, of cursed and a biblical understanding of it because when we hit turbulence in life, things that, that maybe seem like curses to, to so many, but we might be tempted to believe we, we actually are cursed when, in fact, we're blessed. Consider this. Consider just the past two years. Fair to say we've hit some turbulence. We've hit some turbulence in in terms of injustices that historical systems have have brought about for people in our society. And there's been more turbulence because of how those are addressed. There's been some political turbulence as our democratic values are attacked from without and the common values built that built democracy, well, they're being questioned and, and not shared from within. There's been turbulence that we've hit because of a global pandemic. Never mind for a second, the actual illness and the hurt that the disease causes. No, there's plenty of turbulence because of, of how we fly and navigate through life and try to figure out how to live with coronavirus. There's turbulence because of natural disasters that you've read about, maybe no family and friends that have experienced earthquakes, there's drought, there's fires, there's freezes that have, that have cut off heat and power from people's homes. No, there's all that global turbulence. And on top of it, it's the turbulence that you yourself have dealt with. Friends who, who leave, family and loved ones who pass away, jobs you've lost, opportunities you've lost, The question is, when you deal with those things, things that seem like curses, how do you cope? You think back to the metaphor of three guys walking in an airplane. Which one are you? It's so easy when we experience grief or sadness depression, or disappointment to ask ourselves, where is God in this? Has God lost? Does he care? Does he favor me? Does he bless me? And, and when you do that, do you see what you're doing? Your heart, it, it's turning. It, it's so easy to be tempted in moments like that to turn and to ally yourself with, with people, 
to ally yourself with a man, with a movement, with a media talking head. Because after all, what we're trying to do is get that feeling, that feeling again of being hashtag blessed. It's so easy to look at the face of adversity, to look at that turbulence and the heat that naturally and unavoidably will happen in life and think, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm, I'm gonna marry my Christianity to something. Maybe, maybe it's to politics. I'm, I'm gonna marry my Christianity to a popular philosophy. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of try to marry my Christianity with, with a, an opinion that I have about how the world works. And we do this to navigate turbulence in life, but what else is it than, than turning from the Lord and, and trusting in people? And yet people inevitably let us down. And so we, we put confidence in ourselves. We, we, we go like that first person on the plane and maybe even to good things. I'm gonna throw my passion and my energy into, into a new job, into, into a new hobby, something that makes me happy and makes me fulfilled and makes me feel well, blessed something that allows me to achieve. And yet you see, that's nothing other than putting confidence in yourself. And you factor that by the reality that, that you are turning away from the Lord and you ask yourself, well, are we, are we cursed? Is the devil using things that seem like curses, that are defined as curses to so many people in the world, but in reality aren't, in order to get us to, well, step by step, do the very things that, that take us from not being biblically cursed, being biblically cursed, to, to turning from Christ? It bears repeating, there's, there's no middle ground in this. Either you trust in Christ or you don't. You trust in people. Either your confidence is in Christ or it's in yourself. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. What does all this have to do with resiliency? Well, let's look at the picture, the vivid illustration of, of what someone looks like who is cursed. Jeremiah says this, this person will be like a bush in the wastelands. That is, they have no roots. They're constantly tossed about by the turbulence that they experience in life, going from trusting in this man and this movement to themselves and having high esteem and then low esteem. They won't even see. They won't even see when good comes through the gospel. And if they have good, if they, if they have wealth and they have happiness and they have esteem, well, it won't last long because they live, they dwell in a parched place where things dry up in a salt land where no one lives. Resiliency is, is the ability to bounce back. Can't bounce back in a place where no one lives. And that's what it's like for someone who's cursed. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. 
Just as your cursedness has nothing to do with your experience in life, the turbulence that you have in life, but has everything to do with turbulence in your heart, so also your blessedness has nothing to do with the highs and lows that you experience in life, but it has everything to do with who's in your heart. It has nothing to do with good times or good vibes in your life, but everything to do with the good one who sits on the throne in your heart. Christ for you, Christ in you. This is by faith you have been saved. By faith you believe that Jesus is the one. You trust in him. And this is blessed resiliency that you live with. I mean, this is the formula. Let's not make it more complicated than it ought. Blessed equals trusting in Christ. Do you trust in him? Blessed means putting your confidence in Christ. Do you have confidence in the one who did everything that he said he was going to do, died and rose for you? There is no middle ground in this. Either your confidence is in Christ or it's not. Either you trust him or you don't. And because you know the song, Jesus loves me this, I know, and you believe that Jesus is who he was, do you know what that means for you? You are blessed. You are blessed. That is who you are by God's grace, through faith. You're blessed. Friends, we need to understand this. We need to be able to differentiate between between the way the world defines blessings, and the way God, the one who makes things blessed, defines blessings. Blessings have nothing to do with what you have done or what you have. Blessings have everything to do with a verdict that Christ Jesus has won for you, that God declares over you, that you are mine and I am yours, that you are saved by faith, that you have faith that grabs hold of and trusts in me, that means you're blessed. No circumstances can change that. The best of times or the worst of times don't change your reality, that you're blessed. Put me in a pile of mud. Haul me off and all my people into Babylonian captivity. It doesn't change. I am still blessed. Why? Because blessed is the one who's trusting Christ. Blessed is the one whose confidence is in him. Now, this is the part in the sermon where you're probably thinking, okay, all right, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Matt, for telling me that. Thank you for telling me the really awesome resource that I have called Blessed Resilience because I love Jesus and I know Jesus loves me. Yeah, this is the part in the sermon where you kind of start playing the tape back again of maybe your experience. And you think that might be true, but I, I mean, I have hitched my wagon (laughs) to people and to myself over and above Christ more times than I can count. I mean, I put more confidence in my flesh most mornings. 
And because of that, if I'm being honest, I don't know, maybe you feel like you're not resilient. You already feel frail. You wouldn't describe yourself as strong, but fragile. Because maybe you'll admit to yourself, if, if not out loud, I've cursed myself. I have planted myself in a deserted desert more times than I care to remember. Hmm. You know, if only there was like a time, there was like a time where everything seemed to be going badly, where everything seemed to be cursed. And, and if only there was a time where God actually <laughs> brought blessings out of that. You know, and, and not just an example of it where, where God actually gave his performative word where he said, though it, though it is cursed, here, here is blessings. You know? You know, if only there was someone who, who knew what it was like to be alone. To be in that, that wasteland, you know, to experience that, to experience that disconnectedness from God. You know, if there was only someone who, who, who knew what that was <laughs> and not only like knew it, but like took it on for you. Yeah, if only there was someone to look at the curses, the curses that, let's be honest, we deserve that we, like Israel, brought on ourselves. If only there's someone to look at the curse and reverse. Reverse the curse and, and like buy us back. And, and even though we deserve the curse, well, give us blessings. <laughs> blessings in abundance so that by faith, we might receive all of the good that comes with that. Okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> I could keep going. But don't you see it? Because Christ died on a tree, you are and never will be a tree planted in the desert because you have been, because of Easter, transplanted to be this, to be a stream by living water. You are blessed. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water. What does this all have to do with resilience? What is blessed resiliency? Well, here's the picture that Jeremiah has given to you because where you stand by the grace of God. He's given you a picture of a tree planted by water and that really shows up badly, but here's what it says. A tree that sends out its roots by the stream. You know, just as a, a strong tree that is, that is healthy doesn't, you know, get water from within itself. So also you don't get faith and trust and confidence from within yourself. No, it comes because by your baptism, you are rooted in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And by your baptism, you are given streams of water, water of life that washes over you so that now when you look at any turbulence you receive in life that you go through in life, it's water under the bridge. 
You are a tree that is planted by streams of water. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. Imagine that, going through life and and heat comes. Come what may, you don't fear. And it's not because your nerves are made of steel. It's because God is always faithful. And therefore, you are always green. Imagine what it would be like to have no worries in a year of drought and never fail to bear fruit. Turbulence comes and you just don't worry. That is what you have because that is who you are. You are blessed because by grace, God has rooted you in his son. By your baptism, he's given you streams of living water that well up in you all of your life. And so you live with that. You live with blessed resilience. I can tell you a story of someone who, well, who hit some serious turbulence and, and yet was a, able to get through it because of this, because of this blessed resilience that he had. On April 17th, 2018, my wife and I uh, flew to a conference in San Antonio. And as soon as we landed, we heard news reports about a Southwest plane that had taken off from New York and was heading to Dallas. On that plane was another pastor in our church body, the Wisconsin Lutheran Synod. His name is Pastor Tim Borman, and he was going to the same conference with his wife, Amanda. And 20 minutes after that plane took off, the engine on, I believe, the left side of the plane exploded, sending shrapnel to damage the wing and also puncture the cabin, breaking a window and depressurizing the plane. Someone aboard the plane was was sucked into that hole, but thankfully brought back into the plane. And the plane dropped. The plane dropped rapidly. And you can ask anyone on board. You can Google the interview that Pastor Tim did with Anderson Cooper. And you can listen to their experience about how they all were certain they were going to go down. You can also read about how Pastor Tim responded. You can read about how, and listen to the interview about how he took his wife's hand and and in that moment they prayed. You can read about how they sent encouraging godly messages to their three daughters. But I actually, I want to read to you what the person sitting next to Pastor Tim had to say about his reaction. And I want to listen to how he responded. Here's from the interview. The passenger next to him remarked how calm Borman seemed. He never put on his oxygen mask. In response, Borman said he was indeed scared, but I also knew that whatever God's plan for me was, I was going to be blessed either way. 
You tell me how in the world someone hits turbulence like that, and yet the first thing they do is turn to pray. You tell me how in the world someone goes through significant, significant turbulence like that, and yet just proclaims God's grace to their loved ones. You tell me how in the world someone goes down like that, and yet they're able to say, hashtag blessed. That's me. Oh, you know why. It's because he is what you are. By the grace of God, you are a tree planted in living streams of water. By the grace of God, you are one of God's children who trusts in him. You are one of God's children who has confidence in him. And that's why when the global pandemic of fear-inducing anxiety, depression, fear, anger, and you name it comes at you, you have all the resource you need to cope and fly through life despite the turbulence. It's called resilience, blessed resilience, blessedness that comes from connectedness to Christ. And in him, there's no curses, only blessings. Amen.